Hey church family, welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us today as Pastor Tammy dives into Dr. Seuss's Gertrude McFuzz. Let's send it over to Pastor Tammy for this week's sermon. Our scripture reading that I'm going to share with you is from Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, and then verses 13 through 21. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so they do so that you are not to do whatever you want but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idol or idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our collective hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There once was a girl bird named Gertrude McFuzz, and she had the smallest plain tail ever was. One droopy droop feather, that's all that she had. And oh, that one feather made Gertrude so sad. For there was another young bird that she knew, a fancy young birdie named Lola Lilu, And instead of one feather behind, she had two. She got very jealous. She frowned and she pouted. Then one day she got awfully mad and she shouted, This just isn't fair. I have one, she has two. I must have a tail like Lola Lilu. One of my favorite Old Testament books is Ecclesiastes. And when reading Gertrude McFuzz, there is a specific verse of Ecclesiastes that comes to mind. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Miss Gertrude had a problem that many of us have or have had at one time or another. Vanity. 
There are several definitions of vanity, but there are two that fit the story of Gertrude McFuzz as well as our scriptures for today. Vanity is excessive pride in or admiration of one's own appearance or achievements. A second definition is the quality of being worthless or futile. In many of the references within scripture, the second definition is what is referred to. However, Gertrude McFuzz and the scriptures that we have read this morning from Philippians 2 and Galatians 5 both refer to the first definition of vanity. Now I have a question. Do you know people that love to look at themselves in the mirror? There are those that every time they walk past a mirror, they stop and catch a glimpse of themselves, check their makeup, check their hair. Men might even flex their muscles. Then they smile at themselves like they're happy with themselves and walk away. Then there are those that have their YouTube channels or their TikToks, and they are all glammed out, making sure their everything on them is perfect as they sit and they just talk about themselves and their lives. Sometimes it's all I can do to not break out into singing You're So Vain by Carly Simon. And as with every Dr. Seuss book, Gertrude McFuzz has more than one theme running through it. Just as Gertrude suffered from vanity and sadness over her small single feather, she was also jealous of Lola Lee Lou's two longer and prettier feathers. And one day she had enough and she gets mad and she shouts about just how unfair it is that she only has one feather and Lola has two. And this causes her to do something that she eventually regrets as she sets out to outdo Lola Lilu. Now, like Gertrude, we also have our bouts with vanity, jealousy, and even envy. Many times we can look in the mirror and we can see the changes in our face and in our bodies. Changes that we may not like to see, nor do we want others to see. Then we run into maybe an old friend that still looks young and, and beautifully perfect, like time has stood still for them. And we see younger women or younger men, and we can become jealous and sometimes even obsessed, envying them for their looks or for what they have. And then there are those who don't like something about themselves so much that they opt to have plastic surgery. Facelifts, nose reconstruction, breast augmentation. Did you know that in 2020, there were 15.6 million cosmetic procedures and 6.8 million reconstructive procedures. 
cosmetic procedures were actually down by 16% from 2019, while the reconstructive procedures increased by 3%. All because of vanity? Well, maybe not all because of vanity, but a lot of those were because of something that people did not like about themselves. Vanity, jealousy, and envy can cause us to be like Miss Gertrude McFuzz and do things that we may end up regretting. I had a meeting with uh, someone on Friday morning and the subject of the conversation took a turn toward how we see ourselves. And it kind of touched on the subject of today's message. Vanity, conceit, jealousy, envy, among other things. Of which the opposites would be being humble, being meek, having humility, and being content with who we are. Vanity was listed as one of the original nine evil thoughts which was then eventually shortened to the seven deadly sins. And vanity was in that list for a reason. It is actually believed to be the second worst sin because vanity not only comes from pride, which is the number one, but also causes many of the others. Sadness, jealousy, envy, among many other of those sins and evil thoughts. So it seems that these three main subjects of our message this morning, vanity, jealousy, and envy, all seem to go hand in hand. Having just celebrated another birthday this past Thursday, I was talking with a friend on Thursday afternoon about how we can look in the mirror and we and our own vanity begins to speak to us, pointing out each new little wrinkle, each little gray hair. We notice maybe a receding hairline or how overweight or out of shape our bodies might be. And it causes us to belittle ourselves, comparing ourselves with others in such a way that we run right out and try to find ways of making ourselves look better or younger or more attractive. We may also see others around us that are the same age or even older that look better than we do, seem to be better than we are, all of which causes us to have a series of emotions, sadness, jealousy, and even become envious. We can also think of ourselves as being the one who is worthless, that can never do anything right, causing us to again be jealous of others who seem to have it all together, having all that they could ever want or need, or being perfect in just about every way. Our vanity comes from pride and conceit. And, it ter- and in turn, it causes that jealousy and even worse, envy. 
Now, many people think that jealousy and envy are the same thing, and they are actually listed as being interchangeable as synonyms. However, our scripture from Galatians makes a point of listing several things that the Apostle Paul calls acts of the flesh. And he warns us about these 15 things that he listed. And that list contains both jealousy and envy, meaning that they are two very different things. One actually holds a stronger sensation than the other. The word jealous is actually another word for zealous. Both being derived from the Latin word zealous. The online version of the Merriam Webster Dictionary explains that in the past, their meanings were somewhat closer to each other than they are today. In the 16th and 17th centuries, zealous occasionally was used in biblical writings to refer to a quality of apprehensiveness or jealousy of another. By the 18th century, however, it had completely diverged in meaning from jealous, signifying warmly engaged or ardent on behalf of someone or something. Today, zealous often carries a connotation of excessive feeling. It typically means fiercely partisan or uncompromisingly enthusiastic. But on the other hand, the Latin word, Latin word invidia, or envy, is characterized as an insatiable desire like greed and lust. According to Henry Edward Manning in his book, Sin and Its Consequences, envy can be described as a sad or resentful covetousness toward the traits of, possess- of possessions of someone else. It comes from what is called vainglory and severs a man from his neighbor. According to St. Thomas Aquinas, the struggle aroused by envy has three stages. First, the envious person attempts to lower another's reputation. The middle stage, the second stage, is the envious person, if successful, in defaming the other person, then receives joy at another's misfortune, or if he fails, he receives grief at another's prosperity. And then the third stage of envy is hatred, because sorrow causes hatred. Bertrand Russell, in The Conquest of Happiness, said that envy was one of the most potent causes of unhappiness bringing sorrow to committers of envy while giving them the urge to inflict pain upon others. Vanity, jealousy, envy can bind us and hold us back to slavery, to sin, while keeping us from knowing the freedom that is found in Christ Jesus that same freedom that the Apostle Paul was speaking about in Galatians 5.1, where he said, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. 
Stand firm then, Paul writes, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Paul also reminds us of something very important in verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Philippians 2, 3, and 4, the Apostle Paul tells us, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Galatians 5.26, Paul writes, Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Vanity causes us to become conceited and self-centered rather than humble and Christ-centered. It can then put you into a tailspin, just like it did Gertrude McFuzz, causing jealousy and envy of others, good looks or fortune. Gertrude goes to her uncle, who is a doctor, and asks if there's some kind of pill she can take to make her tail grow. He tells her that her tail is perfect just the way it is. It's how she's supposed to have that tail. But her envy of Lola causes her to throw this huge tantrum, and eventually her uncle gives in, and tells her of this pillberry vine that can make her tail grow. And she flew straight there and ate one berry, but she didn't stop there. The story says she snatched at those berries that grew on that vine. She gobbled down four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And she didn't stop eating younger Trude McFuzz till she'd eaten three dozen, that's all that there was. Then the feathers popped out with a zang and a zing. They blossomed like flowers that bloom in the spring. Like silk, like spaghetti, like satin, like lace. They burst out like rockets all over the place. And now, giggled Gertrude, the next thing to do is to fly straight home and show Lola Lilu. And when Lola sees these, why, her face will get red, and she'll let out a scream, and she'll fall right down dead. However, Gertrude's plan didn't quite work out as she had planned it. She let that jealousy of Lola Lilu turn into not only greed, but envy, thinking Lola would just fall over and die when she saw Gertrude's nice, big, huge tail of feathers. But as I said, it didn't work out the way Gertrude planned. She found that with all those feathers, she couldn't even walk or run or fly. And she was stuck there on that hill She let out a squawk, and luckily her uncle heard her and rushed to her rescue. All the birds came together and carried her home. And then one by one, 
they pulled out each feather. And finally, when all the pulling was done, Gertrude behind her again had just one. That one little feather she had as a starter. And now, but now that's enough, because now she is smarter. Gertrude finally realized that after the embarrassment of having to be carried home by all the other birds and having all those extra feathers plucked and pulled, that she was already perfect, just the way she was created to be. A girl bird with a single small tail feather. Sometimes we need a wake-up call to realize that our creator made us just the way we're supposed to be. We've all been made in the image of our creator to walk with the spirit and to not give in to the desires of the flesh. Not to give in to vanity or jealousy or envy or vain conceit. Instead, we are called to love ourselves and others, our neighbors. And we're called to call, called to love our God. Let not everything be vanity, as Solomon said. Instead, be humble, remembering who you are and whose you are. And as the Apostle Paul tells us, let everything be done in the attitude of and the name of Christ Jesus. Please pray with me. Father, we thank you for the reminder that we are yours, that you created us in your image, in the way that you wanted us to look. You call us to be humble and kind, modest and loving. Forgive us, Lord, when we allow jealousy to enter into our hearts, envy to run rampant in our thoughts, vanity to be a part of our lives. Bring us back to you and to your ways. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.